Can I just point out the obvious, Colton? Your mom wasn't bringing over leftovers from a lab. She was experimenting on you. You, oh, yeah, sure. you were a test subject. You're written up in science paper somewhere. Like your patient X. You need it's to like find out. Things he's eleven. <laughs> yeah. I think except without yeah. the powers. Yeah. With none of the. Cool what stuff. you don't think carbonated milk gave me powers? <laughs> yeah, it gave you the powers of diarrhea, <laughs> vomiting yeah. profusely. This is the Still Talking Podcast, our reverent distilling industry podcast with Colton Zeno and myself. And today, oh, I guess I should introduce myself. I'm Brian. Anyway, we have a lovely, <laughs> wonderful guest, Devin. How you doing? I'm doing so well. Thank you, guys. Aww. Am I your first guest who's come on twice? Mm, Rob. Rob. Oh, fuck yep. you, Rob. You've been right. on more than twice, though. Definitely. That's true. Third yeah. time. That might it's be the charm. More, than my, more than Rob. I'm officially an all-star. It's a charm. Right? Yeah. Rob, you're out. Rob, sorry, you're That's done. Right. Rob, suck it. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. did send us a lovely coronavirus. Uh, <laughs> are, we, are we doing our first yeah. coronavirus since we missed it last episode? Yeah. I mean, it was coronavirus. Remember, it was like something about corona beer. It was an interesting article. I've read like the headline. Well, it's about how Corona, the beer company, is concerned that people are associating the virus with their beer. Wait, are you saying you don't get the coronavirus from the beer? I feel I yeah. really That's how it started. <laughs> one too many Coronas. That as well. But it started with the Corona. Yeah, I thought <laughs> it was alive. <laughs> um, I want to make a joke about another disease but i'm not going to Hiv. i'm just gonna leave it yeah <laughs> yeah that's where fuck yeah. the monkey came from right yeah. I, I wasn't exactly that. subtle about it no I know. no i was gonna like pick it up and keep going but i just decided to leave it um smart move corona can get over it people are dying their marketing is the least i think should be the least of their well i guess their company it's the biggest of their concerns that's really stupid <laughs> People are not thinking about, well, people are making jokes about Corona. Sorry, Brian. I totally interrupted you on that. Um, I'm not that upset about it, but. No, that's okay. I don't actually have feelings, so you're good. Brian, what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to ask you uh, what your new venture is. You were starting a new venture with uh, I, with another person on this podcast, and you should talk about it. Like, why are you here? Tell us more. Yes. It's me and, I mean, it's anybody's surprise. It's me and Colton. Wait, I'm not a part yeah. of this? Fuck! It's not you. It's not Zeno. It's How, me and Colton. Can I pay not to be a part of it? Zeno, do you want to have another crack at introducing what we are? Um, I feel like you're doing a really good job. Yeah, I mean, because I was doing it purposely <laughs> bad. <laughs> yeah, but it was getting So, like, yeah, super special guest. We yes. have the... Founding co-founders. You did it again. <laughs> you did it again. Yeah. Founding co-founders. We're the yeah. founding co-founders. We have the co-founders, owners, proprietors. I don't know what else to call them. Janitors. Janitors. <laughs> salesmen. Marketing salesmen, team. Distributors. Operations. Really. Directors. Photographers. Distillers. Photographers, I mean, distiller. Social media. Coordinators. Coordinators. Of... Lunch takers. Lunch givers. <laughs> Ugh, this just got real sexual real quick. That's right. Um, of Travelier. 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 
Should I spell it for everybody? Please do. I think you should because I needed it. Sp- I had to write it a couple of times. Yeah. So the spelling is T R A V A L W E R. Okay. T R A V A L W E R. So then. <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. I wasn't paying attention. Do it again. No, just kidding. Don't. T. There was definitely a T and there was some E's in it. Yeah, there's like 37 E's. That's I'm, the way it looks when you write it. Exactly. <laughs> I like it because it's actually kind of like my last name, which is also starts with T R, and then there's some vowels, and then there's a B, <laughs> no, and then it just kind vowels. of oh, so it's, it's self serving. <laughs> there's some vowels and there's some consonants. As That's all the best words, and it makes it. a distinguishable sound when you say it. <laughs> and then the back half is just kind of like a blah, it just, yeah unravels. T R A. No, I was kidding. Don't spell it again. L E E R. No, she asked me if I could. You got it. Yeah. You nailed it. Great job. Because I wrote it down twice. Great job. Okay, wait, wait. wait. So, so tell us what Travelier is. We're totally teasing the, listeners. Okay. Oh, so what not it with is it? Not what the business is, where the name is. Do you guys want to know the, the source of the name or the business? No, first? I want to know about the business. I want to know about the name. So let's flip a coin. <laughs> what do you guys think? Let's do the name first. Let's do the name first. Okay. The, the name. I think I that Zena's going to make fun of me for this, but this is legitimately how it happened. After I'd gotten surgery in my nose, I was feeling really loopy for a couple of days and I was looking up, trying to type in um, synonyms for the word traveler into a like thesaurus search and my fingers were really bumbly and I just misspelled it as travelier. And then I was like, oh, I like that. And I put it in, I liked it. I put it in kind of a mixed group of names for Colton to look at, and he liked it too. It so was there definitely you go. the best of our mixed group names. I mean, there are a couple other ones in there. OPP, Kind <laughs> by Nature. So, so, so the name of your new human trafficking business is Traveler. <laughs> oh, God, uh, guys. Let's yeah. not get that. Let's get that started right now. <laughs> Weinstein no. didn't do it. I know. Oh, no. Are you guys surprised that we didn't just go with Weinstein? The Weinstein Co. <laughs> the Weinstein Wein- Company. Yeah, right. <laughs> Miramax. I heard that it's For some I reason, that something about now. that is tainted. <laughs> yeah, the website is since available. Um, okay. So, what the hell is that? So, you guys quit your job then? Or is this we, a part-time we've gig? we quit our jobs. We've... I have not quit my job. Oh, I've quit my jobs. I've, You've uh, quit your job... But your job isn't, your job is a writer. Exactly. So it can travel. Yeah. Yeah. And somebody's got to keep but making he quit money. his job. Colton's just going to yeah. be living off her. I get, I get this plan. This is smart. Yeah. Yeah. Sell her body. Yeah. About a year ago, Colton organs. said that I would like to quit my job and stop. And I'd like to just live off of what you make. And I was like, done. We got this. <laughs> it's not going to be what I make currently. <laughs> I hope you like cardboard boxes and saltines. We will be living that life for a little while. Yeah, we're we're entrepreneurs now. Oh, I thought you were gonna say homeless because that's, that's true, true too. That's true as well, <laughs> but classy homeless. Yeah. Yeah. The classiest top, of homeless. top hats. The bougie kind of homeless. <laughs> okay, so this is like a full time thing, life change. Full commitment. Yeah, mm. I sold my car. Colton's car is beyond it's repair. It's worth about two hundred dollars. <laughs> we've never talked market. about Colton's car. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel you, like it adds you... <laughs> so much richness to who he is. Cool, yeah, I was about to say that, but then you started talking. Yeah. <laughs> I um, really do. Uh so he has this amazing Honda van from what year is it? It's like a, a ninety? It's a ninety five. 
1995 like a minivan. It has ashtrays in the back seat, which is odd because smoking was known to be bad in 95. But they just are they built in or just like super glued? (laughs) (laughs) It was his grandma's. They're stolen from hotels. Is it your grandma's or your aunt's? It was my great aunt's. Great aunt's. See, eat a dick. Close. If you mix those two together, it kind of gets. Um, so it was my okay aunt. <laughs> she wasn't that great. Yeah, it was. Uh, um, it was her church car. She was probably eighty-five. Don't or know 90. what the hell a church car is. It's all it went to was church and back. So it's blessed. So when I got it, it so, was seventy thousand miles in two thousand twelve. Let's talk about how when I met Colton, what this man was like, because he had spilled. Like in a, a horrific fit. accident. Again, was about to say it. <laughs> I just know you too well. Yeah, no. This is why we can't be on the podcast together anymore. Because you keep interrupting? Because <laughs> we're just on the same wavelength. Um, uh, so it's it, there was 15 gallons of wine Fresh, spilled. Freshly inoculated grape juice. Sorry. Yes. Not quite wine yet. For you. Yeah. Um, because carboys clanked together in the back of it. And... Colton viciously cut tendons in his hands, trying to keep them from spilling. Yeah, it was my sixth day on the job, so it yeah. was uh, it was gruesome. That's stressful because yeah. you were out on the road, or no? Now, just for the record, that was how long ago? That was a long time ago. Yeah, at least five years. Yeah, so that was at least more. five years ago. The van still smells like wine, the but van, the van still runs. The van lives. The van lives. Yeah. The craziest thing about it is that Colton's front driver's side window doesn't work <laughs> so if he has to like go through a drive-thru and try to order you have to open the door <laughs> he has to or- uh, i don't go through drive throughs anymore <laughs> i go inside that's his diet he just broke his, the so motor on his power window <laughs> that thing is okay but beyond his van yes yeah, so the van we're just i don't know i'm gonna let it Go into a Rome lake free. or something. One of the many finger lakes. No, your dad's going to use it for like a work vehicle, which is <laughs> exactly exactly what, what I think if you were like, I'm driving my van to my parents, exactly what I think your dad would do. <laughs> but That's very true. So, okay, getting rid of the vehicles. Vehicles are gone. House, House is, is gone. gone. We burned it to the ground. Just kidding. We were just moving out All of the it. dishes <laughs> are gone. All our stuff is gone. Yeah. We're really committed. If we like decide in six months that we don't like it anymore... It's too bad. It would be way <laughs> too expensive to start over. But the general idea of it is it's a traveling distillery where we go around place to place and work with distillers in this country or that country making unique booze. Yeah. I think that your listeners are smart enough to understand that it's not really a traveling distillery. Like we travel. No, I was assuming you guys are still doing this in the van. And it's not like... This is all happening in the van, right? It's connected to... uh, I don't know. What are those things called? A tow bar? Yeah. This is great. Yes, Brian. Yes, it's all happening in the great aunt's van. (laughs) So you're you're legitimately going to be gypsy distillers? Yes. But like with the business plan? Yeah. Well... Well, they wrote on a cocktail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Make money was yeah. part one yeah. and two. I wasn't. I wasn't step asking one. for them to qualify. I, there's step a step one: place. sell everything. <laughs> step two: millionaire. No, I think this is great. So you guys are jumping in head first. Give us some details of like 
Okay, so you don't have to give us specific specifics of where you're going yet unless you want to. But okay, you roll into a location, you're gonna make product, like give us the breakdown of what the actual idea is. Okay, yeah, I mean the first one, the first place that we're going to is Austria, in the Austrian Alps. We're going to a distillery that's been around for 300 years, right? We will learn more about that when we get there, but I I've seem to remember the story being two to 300 years. Um, it's a very old family distillery up there. Yeah. Um, and we're going to be making a gin that is going to be an alpine gin. And spending some, you know, a couple of weeks in Europe exploring and then shipping it back and selling it. So, listener... I hope you're thirsty because <laughs> no. we've sold all yeah. of our stuff. That is weird. <laughs> I felt a little bit after dark. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be, it sounds pretty straightforward. I know it's going to be so complicated. Yeah. It's the most hipster millennial idea I've ever heard in my life. It really is. It really but is. it's pretty great. But it sounds awesome. right? One, yeah. one thing I really like about it is that it's going to be, we're going to treat spirits at least the ones we're making more like sort of wine vintages where it's only going to come out once. Like maybe we'll make another gin somewhere else next year, but it's certainly not going to be the same exact gin that we just made this year. Um, So you only get sort of one shot at trying it. It's, it is interesting because I feel like that is right now, basically something that almost every established brand wants to stay as far away from as possible is inconsistency in their product. Everybody is currently trying to go towards more consistency. And so, I mean, yeah. yeah. So key to our business model is inconsistency. So it will definitely be a challenge to get consumers to be on board with and retailers and bar managers to be on board with you know, they have to, they really have to buy into the brand as much as they buy into any one product because yeah. they have to believe in what we're doing. I agree. It's totally, it's all brand because I, I think there's exceptions to that rule. Like if you look at some of the rums, like the Hamdens or the Claren, all the Claren expressions, sure. they're never the same, right? But that's kind of the kitsch, which is what you guys are talking about too. But, you know, those are like, brands they know what the house it's coming from so it's all yeah it's super that's a good I, you never said it to me like that like a vintage of wine that's i like that approach right. to it so yeah. okay so you guys are going to be producing product all over the place and you're kind of embracing uh yeah the the differences in flavor profile that's fantastic but do you have a specific market you're selling to that will be your core base like do you have a home base of sales that you're going to be revisiting or are you kind of moving that around as well? What's the goal there? So at least at least for the initial launch um, and foreseeable future, we'll be in just four states, New York, California, New Jersey, and Florida. Because through <coughs> uh, the partner we're working with, that's where we're allowed to direct to retail sales and don't have to go through a distributor. Does okay. the Florida one come with a bag of meth? That's the that's the product. Bag of sunshine. That's you the mean. product we're making down there. Yeah, it's just a bag of meth. It's distilled yeah. meth. It's seven yeah. hundred fifty milliliters of it. So. Oh, all right. It's a wild ride. That's for sure. Yeah. So we're gonna be in those four states. Obviously, it's just gonna be Colton and I to start in every aspect of the entire company. So producers and marketing people, but also salespeople and brand people. So we're going to be pretty focused on big areas where we can make the most impact with our time. 
Okay. Yeah, you go to a New York City block and there's 30 restaurants on it versus, you know, so. not nothing against Kansas, but <laughs> no, no, everything not, I, don't, I don't think there's 30 restaurants. They, hey, they just won the Super Bowl, my president told <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah. Kansas State, they yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so who would be, so what would you hire first? Like what position would you hire first? Would you hire a salesperson? Say this is ridiculously successful. No, no. No. Wait, no, I just, I want, I want us to answer at the same time because I know exactly who I'd hire first. So, like the sales position or not the sales, the position I would hire first. It's sales. You just said No, it's actually not. But (laughs) I mean, I mean, it would be sales. It would be a CFO. Oh, yes. For sure. Definitely. For sure. Somebody who understands how to do math would be great. Big time. I don't want to make us sound dumb, but. (laughs) We need that. That's all right. Everyone <laughs> yeah. already knows. Okay. Oh, good. <laughs> We're not accounting whizzes. Whizzes? Or, or masters of the English language. <laughs> Which is funny because that is my job. But, And that's another thing that I am really excited about this business model is that it does hopefully really take advantage of our skill sets. Because obviously again? Colton is I'm a, a distiller. <laughs> And really good at everything related to production, I think. I mean, I'm telling everybody that, so who <laughs> knows? If we go over there and he sucks, it's going to be a bummer. But Well, it's a collaborative thing, too, so yes. there's, it's not all the chips in, in some one person. Yeah, person like yet. we were actually talking to somebody yesterday who kind of asked us, like, wh- who the fuck do you think you are to just go over to these, you know, we're going to focus, in, at least initially, on sort of old historic spirits, you know, Mezcal, and we want to do like a old Polish or, or Russian vodka and things like that. And, you know, who the fuck are we to go over there and tell those guys who've been making it for hundreds of years how they should be making it. So it's definitely more of a collaborative. We want to come in. We want to learn from you of how this was done, how how you guys are really making it, um, and then use the skill sets we have learned to kind of twist it into our own American Frankenstein monster. We're just so going to Americanize it. That's going to be gross. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to ruin it. Basically. We're just going to ruin everything. No, but I, okay. Maybe it's not even the best use of our skill sets, but it's perhaps a really good way for us to further build up our skill sets. Cause you going around and working on all these different distilleries and all these different types of spirit, that's going to make you a really good distiller by the end. I mean, I think you are already, but you're going to be a really good distiller by the end of it. And me... She's talking directly to Zeno. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you're just going to keep doing exactly what you do. Exactly. We're going to do this thing. You'll be better. <laughs> and I get to talk to all these people who have this firsthand knowledge that I'm just not otherwise going to be able to access about the spirits that they've grown up with and that's such a key part of their culture, which I'm so pumped for. Yeah, I wasn't... I mean, I was taking a jab that there's gonna always... It's a collaboration, so... Yeah. At least we have that to look forward to is someone else making it. Yeah. Um, but in all seriousness, and I'm not often serious, I would totally, you know, Colton knows this. I would drink anything that he makes. Right? Like I do think that he's as knowledgeable and as skilled as anyone else. And if it's bad, I have no problem telling him that. <laughs> yeah. And that's key. That's important. Uh, and then he's like, okay, well, then we talk about how to fix it. And that's what's made of my career great is that I have a Colton in my life and other people too, but mainly Colton. I'm like, Hey, this is fucking stupid. What do you think about this? I don't like it. How can I change it? So 
Jesus, you know that was like so sincere and sweet. The things you just said. All right, I'm. I was trying to breeze past it. <laughs> He's got some fucking stupid joke coming yeah. right yeah. down the pipeline. Yeah, it's Devin's face. <laughs> okay, wait. Oh, zing. Uh, bef- if I don't bring it up, I'm totally going to forget. We should skim over the fact before I w- we dig in deeper because I want to know more. How does this affect the podcast? Listener wants to know. Colton, is the podcast imploding? Are you quitting? What's happening? Caleb, Caleb wants to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's it. That's it. No, we're changing it now. It's just his name's Caleb. It's, it's not listeners. <laughs> it's Caleb. His name is not Robert Polson. It's Caleb Despins. <laughs> I mean, how does it affect the podcast? Tell us, well, Colton. you know, I mean, we'll release an episode a year. <laughs> so I'm, I'll come back for the conventions. We'll record. And listener can look forward but to But the single episode will be as long as all the episodes <laughs> in a year. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> so like 52 hours long? That sounds good. A marathon. Let's do uh, it. No, we did. We get some specialized mobile equipment that's way light and... We'll be able to do it, so we'll touch base and yeah, kind of like how Devin said she's gonna have access to all these you know unique voices and opinions that normally she wouldn't as a you know American magazine writer. Now that we're traveling, we'll have sort of the same access to some of those people and hopefully get some better opinions than our own. You guys are gonna have to class up. Right, so we're gonna keep doing this every week. Damn it! I thought I was done. God. You're gonna put like a 70 year old Austrian distiller on here and just totally drag him down into the pits. Well, that you guys, no. you know, we're not in. we're not gonna bring anyone who speaks English on. Yeah. So. <laughs> so it will be a challenge. Yeah. But I'm sure that there will be nuggets of wisdom. No, that'll be fun. Out. I'm looking forward to talking to some of those people. That'd be great. No, having you on site at different locations, I'm pretty stoked for that. That's gonna be really exciting. I definitely see it helping the podcast in the same way that it's helping both of us individually. Just adding to it. Just more education. Sure. That's definitely, I mean, it's a way broader reach. How many uh, Austrian listeners do we have? One. Florian. Well, I I think Caleb. His name is Caleb. (laughs) Yeah, I've I've seen the download numbers. He he travels. Yeah. (laughs) Or she, you know. I don't want to. Its name is Caleb. <laughs> it's, is all right, a, so its name is Caleb Despin. <laughs> so now that I'm Caleb now that I'm satif- satisfied that I am completely uh, not impacted by your life choices, let's continue on. Tell us more about what you're doing. We're flying into Amsterdam in mid February, and we are mid Feb. Mid Feb, flying into Amsterdam. We're going to spend a night there, and then we're going to get over to Austria just another flight over there um yep in the alps um and then we will be i guess for a little while just kind of figuring out exactly what we want the flavor profile to be and the the ingredients to be and finalizing that yeah so the the guy we're working with in austria we we've known he's been a um he was an intern at corsair years ago and zeno still worked there as well i think no, I didn't work. <laughs> Zeno knows him. Yeah, um, but yeah. So he sent he sent us some of the gin that they make, and we can kind of try it. And so we have a slight leg up in terms of timeline if we know what they do and sort of the botanicals that are over there. But we really want to, you know, we don't want to just sell their gin. We want to make it our own. Um, so go around, see, you know, 
not quite as far as just wild foraging through the mountains, but uh, perhaps wild foraging through Italian markets for... I just picture us like skipping through a market <laughs> and stealing things. <laughs> well, it's, it's wild. To feed your family. <laughs> um, I actually we had a really fun time yesterday. Was that yesterday? Yeah. So we had some of these samples, and we've had it before. I assume we've all had it before, right? Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's been years and... It's been years and I don't think we ever really dissected it like that either. No, but we had... But then we also had a recipe, which was super fun because there's regionally specific things in it. And we tasted it and we kind of thought what we liked. And, like, it was great because, you know, I didn't have to have any input. Just like, this is what I think. And what do you guys want it to taste like? And you had all these great, we're like, well, we want to lean into the regionality and these elements of it. And then it was really fun because it was up on my Google search. It was looking at different things that grow there. I'm like, oh, well, what could you put in there? It's pretty neat. Uh, so that's a fun exercise. If that's what it's going to be like when you're traveling these places and that kind of collaboration really leaning in, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I think gin lends itself to that more than some of the other ones. Like it's going to be hard to go to the Caribbean and, and make a rum and really lean into, well, this is what it tastes like. This is how I want you to actually make it. That's where I would feel a little awkward really coming in and pushing some American weight around. Right. Yeah. Well, what Florian does too, he does, I mean, his method of making gin is pretty unique too. So I think that you guys like keeping to that, right? What you're saying is that you practicing your humility, like, Hey, this is, these are the elements we want, but we still want to do it your way, your method. Yeah. It's going to be, it's it, maybe it's going to be fucking terrible, but who cares? Caleb, the only one that's going to drink it. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to buy every single bottle yeah. that we have. Yeah. By, by unique, you know, means the German way. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Actually, I was talking to a friend of mine who was German and saying that I was going to Austria, and she's like, "Ugh, Austrians!" And I was like, "Be yeah. German." Yeah, that's, that's she's different. Like, no, guys. they're you guys completely different. different. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, what are? Wh- I know there's going to be a lot of hurdles to this, but walk me through some of the biggest hurdles you envision because you're dealing with producing product in a location you've never worked in before. You're dealing with. Uh, sourcing ingredients you've got labels bottles you've got importing the biggest hurdle right now is packaging yeah because you know i I don't foresee as much of a issue going in for raw ingredients because we're going to places and we're trying to make what they already make there right so they already have access and, and lines on whatever raw ingredients they need right right getting x amount of bottles to the Austrian Alps uh, has proven to be more difficult than I hoped for. Are you going to maintain a similar bottle or package design between all your products? Well, I mean, should I really get into it? Right. Okay. So we do have this idea. We have, we've got like a relationship set up with a certain firm. We have not gotten super far into it, but we know that they're going to be handling our packaging and we've explained our idea. So basically since it, inherent in the business plan is to have a lot of different SKUs, but we kind of still want the brand to have strength and, but we don't have to want to constantly go back to them and get a brand new SKU design for, or a brand new label design for every new product. We have a plan to do some kind of like an artist series thing. And I don't know if you guys remember the, 
the Chateau Rothschild. They did an artist series with their wines like way, way back. But I always loved that. And I think that that just kind of stuck in my head for a long time. And and it was kind of just what I always envisioned. So we're going to have basically a template where we can plug in a new piece of art or illustration for each unique product and we can quickly just change the actual text to reflect what that product is but the des- the layout of every of all the elements is the same right so it's unified exactly so when you put them all together they look like a family they look yeah. and obviously the bot we're going to stick with you know a single bottle shape throughout as well yeah and i kind of you know colt and i were talking about it yesterday too because it made me think of it I'm like well are you gonna put out like you know Florian's distillery are you gonna put his family name on there too like who you're collaborating with I that's what always always what I envision yeah I mean we want we want a big part of it to be you know representing these distillers that we're working with and showing you know a lot of the people we're going to be working with aren't going to be distributing in America at all so that's another great opportunity for us to kind of explore and highlight what what they do and why it's so special and why we wanted to work with them Right. Do you think this could be a vehicle for these other distilleries to start exporting to the states? I mean, as long as they that would be awesome. <laughs> don't steal my. Thunder. They only sell their product and not your guys' <laughs> collaborate. I mean, I think that that would be. I think that's right now massively overestimating our Impacts. influence and impact. <laughs> but I think that if that's a byproduct or if that's a result, that's great. You know, I'm, we are purposely seeking out people who make stuff that we we love and that we've come across just throughout our our uh career so far so yeah if they can get into the united states because of this fuck yeah that's awesome i think that the it's going to be interesting because i do think that we will there's going to be a lot of information for those labels to have so we'll have to have something that also directs people to you know we want to be really really transparent about who we're working with and really talk about them because that's kind of for me the most exciting part is being able to write in depth about these people and these different distilleries and actually being able to be there and talk to people and take photos and stuff so the website will have a lot of information about them I imagine that each product will also have at least the name at least yeah I mean we want to have as you know, like every label wants to convey as much information as possible in the smallest and cleanest amount of text. Yeah, exactly. It's a real easy uh, equation to hit. So I know I might be getting ahead of myself, but this doesn't lend to aging spirits very logistically easily. It does not. So what's the plan there? Are you planning, like, I know that's not right now, like gin, that's great alpine gin, and you, you briefly mentioned mezcal those make sense right um is that what you think like just to get off the ground and see where it goes i think that i think that really what is more intriguing to us right now is going around and exploring you know the world basically and finding as many cool unaged spirits that maybe aren't really something that's really familiar to the u.s market and doing something like that before we even start getting into the complications of, of doing some kind of age spirit. Do you feel the same way? Yeah. I mean, that's, we're going to have to focus on unaged for the first few years as a sort of proof of concept and really highlight, like Devin said, every cool, unique 
spirit we can find that we you know we're we're pretty deep in the industry and we haven't seen a lot of these things yet so um but eventually yeah we we will want to lay down some brown spirits and that's where that cfo comes in where we need somebody who knows how to find money and keep money well yeah and maybe at that point too it's like you have a home-based warehouse you're like we want to age in nebraska but that kind of uh, to me i don't know a well-known aging place yeah nebraska yeah yeah best conditions for (laughs) aging real flat (laughs) so little airflow okay i want to throw a scenario at you this would be like a good case scenario problem let's say you make a product you bring it back it sells out immediately people love it they want more they then have to wait for your next batch elsewhere do you foresee your is your part of your business model that you will only sell what you personally make at each location or could you eventually see yourself down the line of saying okay this particular brand was really successful i'm going to contract distill with these people now source their product bring it back is that a potential like phase two phase three of this business as well to get more product that way via sourcing it or do you only want to sell what you make I mean, I think that kind of cuts into the whole sort of ethos of the business model as it is. Is oh, look at this using words like ethos. These are <laughs> very large words. Uh oh. It's not the size of the word; it's the meaning. <laughs> words don't have meanings. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, newspaper yeah, man. You know, <laughs> yes, I would love to quickly say yes. Let's make lots of money very quickly and easily by just contracting, but. Like I said, it it does kind of cut into the whole idea of, you know, small batch sort of going and working with, with the distillers, with our hands, with like learning how they do it and how they've done it. Why for are you going to work with your years. feet? <laughs> Stomp around. Foot distilled. <laughs> nice. Um, I, I think that, I think A, I don't see that necessarily becoming, again, I don't know how quickly this thing will take off, so I don't. I'm not banking on that happening right away, but I do all, I do think for instance, a possible fun creative solution for something like this would be to rope our good friends who are producers as well into it and utilize them. Yeah. We, we have talked about that a little bit. As you know, if we can't be everywhere at all times, but we know all these great people, let's bring them into the fold. I get, I just, these are things that I don't think that we're too focused on right at this point, just because we have no idea how successful this will be anyways. But I think that there are probably creative solutions before we get to just straight up bringing it over. But I'm not, you know, I'm not going to say no to anything right now. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah. So Brian, if you want to buy us out (laughs) of our first run, that's right. That's right. No, I think it's smart to have, you know, that's one of the things that differentiates you from someone who just sources product and brings it over. There's nothing wrong with that, but by the, there's going to be variability, but the one point of consistency is you. Like from a case study pan, uh, standpoint, I think that's really fascinating. And like selfishly, I want you to keep track and notes of everything you do because I think this would be an incredible book someday or for you to release some white papers on what you're doing, the differences at different distilleries, the impact you know, you're seeing on your product from the variables that you're working with. I don't know. I think there's a lot of, I don't know. It could be really interesting. Plus you're going to be dealing with environmental factors and, you know, each new distillery is going to have, you know, 
you're going to have different barometric pressure and you're going to be dealing with different temperatures and it's going to be really interesting. So I think there's a lot you could draw from that. Actually, they're only going to, to distilleries at the same elevation. <laughs> Perfect. That's actually, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's minimize those variables. I like that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Brian, those are some good ideas. Do you want to come on board and work for us? Uh, I, they can you. pay you nothing. Yeah, we can pay you in yep. um, Look, I'll give love. You, I'll give you tons of <laughs> yeah. And your kids and wife are not invited. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, three, three kids is going to be a little bit too much, but we could we could squeeze them all in together. We're going to make it work. In one airplane seat. That'll work. Here's a hot question for you, Brian. Um, did you buy an XLR cable? Yeah, No, I didn't. I tried to today. I went to the really, really fancy store uh, in Spokane. It's called Target. <laughs> Uh, and I specifically asked for an XLR cable and the dude stared at me with a blank glazed over look. You went to a Target to get an XLR cable? <laughs> it was the only store within. Jesus Christ. I had, you know what? Wait. I had things to do, man. I'm busy. I had to go to one really? of my 87 children's basketball games. So I snuck it in and they obviously did not. I even asked if they had a mic that I could just buy with an XLR cable with it. And he's like, no, I don't think we got that either. I'm like, well, fucking Christ. So long story short, no, I do not have a cable. You guys wouldn't be surprised if there's just a place in Spokane called the Big Fancy Store, right? <laughs> that just seems like they have the type of place where they have one store and it's just called the Big Fancy See, Store. See, I thought you were going to go the other way and it was going to be called the XLR Warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> in Spokane. Yeah. Like, we only have XLR cables. Don't go to Target. Don't they go to suck. Target. Oh, by the way, we're sold out. Sorry about that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Wait, am I going to get a, a, a lawsuit from Target because I said they suck? <laughs> yep. 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 If that exactly. was the case, there would be a lot of things that I would yeah, have a lot of lawsuits. Oh, come on. Not Let's Lana. not kid ourselves. The, the number of pending lawsuits against you has to be incredibly high. Yeah, but they're usually of sexual nature. <laughs> so those aren't a big deal or anything. Yeah. Oh, oh, and and we're all willing to testify. Just give us a call. <laughs> yeah. Against you. Yeah, absolutely. Clear. We shouldn't joke about that. <laughs> Just to be clear. Too soon. Too soon. Yeah, so that's the business. Yeah, I think it's a cool business idea. I am equal parts excited and terrified from for you because as an entrepreneur, I know how much of a pain in the ass it is. I know like I'm envisioning some of the things that are going to jump in your way and it's so scary, but there's two of you, which is nice. Having a partner that you can trust and work with is a big deal. Uh, you have the skill sets and knowledge you need. And even if, you know, it could be that you, as you're doing this, the business model changes because you you see success in areas you hadn't even imagined. So flexibility is going to be really important, but I think you guys already have that kind of built in and I don't know. I'm super stoked for what you guys do. A lot of flexibility, just to, even, even in terms of you know, well, product, product skews, <laughs> right? We can, we can, <laughs> Colton can fully put his, we can do 37 pages of the comic. He can Sutra put now. his leg behind his head. <laughs> Don't you want to see while that? It, Actually, while he's distilling? That, believe it or not. No. Yeah, yes, while it. he's distilling. <laughs> he's seen it. That makes it look like I'm just like, I put my legs on my head. I'm like, hey, <laughs> come look at this. I'm it. definitely nude in he's this He's seen scenario. it many times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I actually can. I'm ridiculously flexible. Well, I will be asking you to do that yeah. as soon as these mics are off. Well, all right. I could just We're do right the rest now. of the podcast like yeah. that. Actually, I don't think there was a time 
way too fat now from all the alcohol and food. Um, oh, oh, is that what it's from? It's well, from, oh, it's alcohol and food. That and the utter lack of working out. Right. Um, it's a combination of things. Crippling depression. Yeah. Uh, bad it's relationship. Real. Just the current political. <laughs> right. <laughs> wow, this fucking conversation is spiraling. But. <laughs> no, no. Uh, yeah, I used to be able to put both of them over my head. What? And that walk on my blo- hands, actually. <laughs> Yeah. As like a teenager, I can oh, okay. Wait, yeah. okay, I know well. the next logical question when I have this conversation is like, did uh, you try to suck your dick? Well, I mean, no. every guy's tried. Okay, yeah. that's what I think. I just was successful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, there are some visuals that will never leave my mind. Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. That I didn't burned. have this glorious beard though, so <laughs> didn't do it for me. Yeah, that's basically <laughs> worthless. Um. Anyways, that went way down. Yeah, we'll cut the rabbit. So flexibility. We yeah, even when we bought the URL, we just bought traveler.com. Keeping it wide open, you know? Not just spirits. Could be anything. Good. So <laughs> could be a book. Meat. Yeah. Could be meats. You guys are gonna sell some meats. <laughs> I'm well, into that actually. We were I, like that would be a dream. Some nice I'm bourbon really cream seltzers. Oh, that sounds awesome. <laughs> Brian, that's disgusting. That's that just, is horrible. Please make it. That's, so just, make that's it. just her normal 1030 noise. <laughs> my mom, when I was growing up, she she worked in... Uh, Whoa, the how did that transition to your mom? <laughs> nope, let this play out. Let this play out. <laughs> she worked in the, uh, the nutrition lab, which is next to the, the food science lab. So she would bring home for us as kids sort of the experiments they were doing in the food science lab. I just distinctly remember she kept trying to bring home these, it was this carbonated milk that they were trying to get kids off soda and drink more milk. So it was oh. carbonated milk that was flavored as either bubble gum or oh. uh, cotton candy. Oh I my remember just being God. pink or blue. And man, was it gross. What is, what is wrong with <laughs> your mom? Dude. Also, I get the sense that your mom didn't let you eat raw cookie dough. No, definitely right? not. Okay, wait, wait. Can I just point out the obvious, Colton? Your mom wasn't bringing over leftovers from a lab. She was experimenting on you. You, oh, yeah, for sure. you were a test subject. You're written up in science paper somewhere. Like your patient X. You need it's to like find out. Things he's eleven. <laughs> yeah. I think except without yeah. the powers. Yeah. With none of the cool what? Stuff. You don't think carbonated milk gave me powers? <laughs> yeah, it gave you the powers of diarrhea, <laughs> vomiting yeah. profusely. That sounds gross. I'll just say it. That sounds that's not real good gross. At all. That's what I wanted Traveler to pivot to. Oh yes, carbonated milk. <laughs> Colton's mom is an angel too, and I was like, "What?" There's like nothing you could say bad about your mom, but I was wrong. Uh, <laughs> giving her children carbonated milk. We found it. We is, found Christina's it, one flaw. Yeah, I can't wait to see her again and be like, "What? Why would you do this?" But then she's gonna say something sweet, and I'm gonna feel bad. <laughs> she's so nice. Um. That reminds me, I know we've talked about it on here at Oregon State, we would do, we would get like the local brew pubs gift cards. Yeah. They would try out new products and it'd be like fucking coffee creamers. It was everything in under the sun, food science panels. I mean, that sounds kind of. It can be fun, but it's also. It's also can be terrible. (laughs) It's a real gamble. Yeah. Cool. Should we come back on the podcast every month and you guys can just witness us progressively like lose our shit after dealing with this business no no i like it to be a slow burn okay. so that you just come back crawling yep. <laughs> just one episode where it's you guys crying and then like a few months later it's like oh, okay we're fine yeah I mean, it's so weird because right now i feel like so 
overwhelmed by everything that I don't have the mental capacity to think about all the ways it's going to go wrong. So I'm just not. Yeah. That's the only way we're going to survive. That's the only way to proceed. Oh, uh, a blind faith. Yeah. That always works out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I no, actually I think that is, I mean, you've already committed to it. So there's no, there's, it's all sunk cost. There's now. no turning back. Yeah. <laughs> well, the sunk cost fallacy doesn't that say to like walk away if it's a bad idea, but it's a sunk cost. We're not going to do it. Just it's. I, I don't know. We should talk to my master's of account business wife stuff. about some cost, <laughs> not <Seriously>. me. <laughs> God damn it. We should have had Alyssa on. No, we shouldn't have her on That's anything. True. She's enjoying herself. Uh, yeah, I mean, we. Well, nobody she's not else. masturbating, Caleb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nobody else is going to uh, believe I mean, she might be. I don't know. A hundred percent. So we have to. Yeah. Right? Everybody else is going to think that we kind of don't know exactly what no, we're getting I, I think it's to. exciting too and I mean obviously it's like any business I mean I'm sure Brian can attest to this more than I can but the first two years are kind of like your trial yeah yeah, yeah. Right. you're just you're just figuring it out Brian how long did you have a trial for well still on it <laughs> yeah so let's see we've been doing this for over seven years now and for the first couple of years I stayed at my full-time job because I was terrified of the prospect of what happens if you know because I didn't know what the hell we were doing. So the greatest strength and the greatest weakness, I think, in most cases of starting a business is the fact that you don't know what the hell you're doing. If you did know what you were doing, half the time you wouldn't do it, uh, which saves you from failure, but also you need to fail if you're going to grow and succeed at all. So if we would have known any better, we never would have tried this. It would have been the dumbest thing in the world. But luckily, we were we were dumb enough that it worked and there's a little bit of luck, but there's also planning goes a long way. Good people, uh, adapting to the fucking insanity that you're going to deal with every day and some of the freakouts. And it, honestly, if I was to do it again, I would have dove in right away and just quit the job. And that way, you know, there's, I can't remember who said this, but essentially if you're going to fail in business, fail fast so that you can pivot quickly. And then you're going to increase the likelihood that you'll succeed because you're not dragging out, you know, like Zeno just said, the sunk cost fallacy, you know, don't just keep doing the same thing because you think you have to, you have to be willing to change up your business model if things aren't going the way you need. Yeah. I mean, we just have been talking about this for so long and it didn't really seem like any time would have been better than the present, especially for this kind of thing where you have to drop everything in your life. So I think we were both just willing time. to dive there's in. No, yeah, there's yeah. no waiting would have only you know, extended. It would have made it less problems. Yeah. realistic. No, you can't really half-ass this plan. Well, no. I, I said, too, it's like, you know, because I've been not I've been like, yeah, let's think about everything that can go wrong. Right. <laughs> like, what about this? What about this? What about this? And I'm sure I haven't even scratched the surface of all the things that can and will go wrong. Yeah, I mean, it's but, not like it's complicated importing from all over the world, yeah. right? But <laughs> but but all that said, I was like, listen, if it goes pear shape in 18 months, you know what you had? 18 months of going for it. You learned a lot. You went to all these places, and you still are going to have distilled that stuff. You're still going to have all that material to write a book or a memoir or a fucking autobiography. How we fucked our lives. <laughs> yeah. A, a memoir. memoir. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you, you'll have all that anyways, and it's going to cost money and everything, and that sucks. But again, sunk cost. And so what that, to me, 
I will say this as one of, I don't believe in regret because it's a useless emotion for the most part. But I do say I wish I was more traveled. I, I'm not that well traveled. And I've, you know, in the last five years or so, I've changed that. But, uh, you know, I'm 37 in a week. So that's, I'm changing it at 30, right, 32 and 37. I wish I would have traveled more when I was 20 and 22. So the fact that you guys are doing it now and you're younger than me, but still, it's that's awesome. That traveling is you're going to keep forever. Yeah, yeah. That, that was actually one of the hardest things. Like, I'm being very nice in this episode. So kind. <laughs> it's shocking. Moving into the distiller life was, I always really liked to travel when I was younger, and distillers don't, they don't, they just don't travel a lot because you, you kind of Well, you travel from job to job. You travel from job to job, but then you kind of get stuck in your, you know, you want to stay there and perfect your equipment and like really focus on whatever your product line is, and you kind of just, you end up in this, this world, and I could see myself doing it when I was still at Corsair, is just all I want to do is focus on making this whiskey or gin or whatever we were making of our 37 SKUs better and not caring about traveling and then realizing, well, oh, wait, when I was young, that's all I wanted to do. So, you know, talking with Devin, you know, night after night, we kind of just figured out, like, well, how do we make both of our dreams to travel happen? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was definitely something that we were both prioritized, I guess, from a youngish age. What is so? What's your relationship with Corsair now? What's that going to be like? Are you going to? Yeah, I mean, so they, uh, I'm I'm staying on as an operations consultant. I, you know, we they, we just got went through a, you know, package redesign and <clears throat> reorganized all our SKUs and everything. And I I still have a lot of love and there's a a lot of hope that we we and them do really well. So I wanted to sort of keep that relationship going and help out as much as I can and you know have a little paycheck for uh while we're not making anything <laughs> while you're spending while we're spending right that's great a couple months um and I really still wanted to be part of ACSA and you know uh, one of the hardest things about this you know about Traveler is that we can't be a part of ACSA because we won't have a DSP at least for the foreseeable future so being a part of Corsair has been really nice to be able to stick around and you know keep participating in the craft community around around america and we will be going to acsa who said they'll they'll be there caleb that's right (laughs) you can come up and ask us questions (laughs) (sighs) final thoughts um i would like caleb to buy lots of our spirits (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'd like for Caleb to really find us online, follow us, like everything many times, comment about how much he slash she loves everything that we're doing, and then really just keep an eye out for when something finally becomes available. I'm, and then buy it. It's really convenient Caleb lives in those four states. It's so well. convenient <laughs> that he has a house in each state. Yeah. <laughs> I want Caleb to not use social media. <laughs> um, well, you know Caleb. <laughs> uh, no, I, I am excited to, you know, we're going to talk a lot between then, but I'm excited like six months from now. And we're like, uh, 
it's so this crazy. Is, this is way better than I thought. Or sweet fucking Christ. <laughs> I think it is. I mean, We're so human far, so far, I don't know. I can't speak to your experience, but for me, the whole thing has been just vacillating between extreme highs and extreme lows, like being so excited about what we're about to do and getting way too in my head about picturing of everything that we're going to see. And then somebody asks me a question that just completely shatters this illusion <laughs> that I have and reminds me of something else that we are not that prepared for. And then I sink down into a pit of anxiety and then I go back up. So that's where I live. <laughs> the pit of anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Some call it Pittsburgh. Oh. <laughs> and uh, for final thoughts for me, I reject the premise because I'm still not comfortable with calling listener Caleb. So no, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm sticking with listener. <laughs> doesn't matter. No, nope. it doesn't. Doesn't matter. It's. I think it's great. Nope. We've done listener for how long? Still it's listener. It will be always Caleb. be listener. It's, it's very specifically Caleb Despin. <laughs> Yeah. No, it shatters Caleb the illusion because there's a potential chance Caleb Despins actually does listen to the podcast, and we can't See, have that no, happen. You're... Stop putting it in a box, Brian. No, nope. Caleb yeah, Despins can be anything. <laughs> it could be anyone. <laughs> Caleb Despins is an entity. Nope. Wait, I do have to say we've talked about what's in the box before. Yes, Seven, the movie. Uh, yeah. Has probably. it been mentioned? Wait, didn't we watch that together? But you've never seen it. And I'm like. And I was like, damn, this does not age well. <laughs> yeah. No. But, I mean, it still, still kind of did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the fact that, um, what's her name, who's in that movie, released a candle. What Paltrow? I, I, this is not a my vagina joke, candle. But she released a, a vagina candle and she didn't name it What's in the Box. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's such a missed opportunity. Yeah. She named it Goop, right? No, she just <laughs> named it This Candle Smells Like My Vagina. Yeah. Not yeah. even clever. Which, oddly enough, is actually the name of your first product that you're, uh, yes. you're, yeah, you're importing gym. into the States. That's great. It smells like Colton's that's vagina. That's exact. And Devin's prostate. What's in Colton's box? <laughs> My milked prostate. Oh. oh, you made me cringe. My carbonated prostate milk. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> and with that, we're out. <laughs> oh my God, carbonated prostate milk. I'm definitely keeping that in. <laughs> uh, that's a new shirt. All right. Thank you guys. We love you, dummies. Talk to you later, listener. It's Thanks, listener. Thanks, guys. All right, Caleb. <laughs>